welcome to Meta Athletes, The Playbook, episode four, where we are going to bring our coaches' insights directly to you in podcast form. My name is Katie Brinkley. I am a social media strategist and a former broadcaster. I actually used to be the sports reporter for the Denver Broncos, Colorado Rockies, Colorado Avalanche here in Denver, and I am part of the Meta Athletes team. I also have a couple podcasts, so always enjoy having conversations like today's with Coach B and Carl. And we're joined today by the man himself, Brian Fanzo. So thanks for being here, Fanzo. Today we're going to actually dive right into mindset. And this is something that I think many athletes, many entrepreneurs, all of us kind of going through this thing called life deal with. And one of the things that I, I love about mindset, and I also hate about mindset, is I feel like I should be better at it. I feel like I should have this whole mindset thing figured out because I grew up playing sports. I mean, I knew going up into the batter's box when I played softball, it was my mindset that was going to allow me to focus on my mechanics and hit the ball. But as I've grown up and gone through being a business owner, it's definitely been one of my struggles. So that's going to be our topic today. Coach B, let's dive right in. It's a great topic and it's so true. And I think um, it's one of those things where um, it's one of the things I talk to my athletes about all the time. It's, it's you have the skill set and you have the coaches who are going to teach you all the tactics. Um, and I'm going to give you all the physical physical um, abilities I can help you with. But what's been between your ears is probably usually the biggest difference between being good and being great. And um, one of the things that, you know, they kind of thought about is like my kids are going back to school, like our semester starts next week. And I, and I was talking to Carl about this and so much of mentality when it comes to training is like, um, oh, I have to do this. Or like if I was fans or like one of the things he could have easily, see, easily say every day, oh, I have to do this podcast because I said I'm going to do it every single day um, versus, you know, that I get to do this. And so that's something that we talk about a lot is, you know, having the mentality of like, I get to do this today versus I got to or I have to do this today. Like my kids are, you know, like, oh, I have to go to school next week. No, like you get to go to school next week. You get to, you get to learn. You get to, you get to be around friends. You get to experience different things. You get to, in my son's case, he's going to go to a new school. So he's a little, um, it's a little scary and a little nerve wracking, but like, it's an opportunity. You're going to be able to meet new people. Um, and when it comes to training and like in my realm, like I tell our athletes all the time, like you get to be coached, like it, it, it that's an opportunity for you to get better. And you're only going to get better if you have the right approach to it and you have a positive attitude and you're talking to yourself positively where you can, you're willing to improve or you're willing to be taught something that you didn't think that you knew. Um, and it's, it's a glass half full mentality, but it's also being grateful. Like it's being grateful for the opportunities that you have and you're grateful for the opportunities that, um, that you've been given um, to be able to undergo training or to work with somebody or to be, to be on a team like those, like, I'm grateful to be around you guys. Like that's, you know, I get to be able to do these things today. Like it's, it's a, uh, it's a complete shift in a mindset versus, you know, I like have to do this where it's a nuisance or it's annoying or it's monotonous or it's boring, which is just negative And nobody wants to be around those types of people. Um, so if you aspire to be, uh, to get better, like we all do, like I, a lot of it comes down to like, you know, are you thinking about things as, as an opportunity or are you seeing everything as a, as an obstacle? It just hit me. It took me a second to process all that. 
<laughs> so, um, uh, but Katie, if, if it's something that you want to ask, go ahead and dive in and then I'll, I'll, I'll tack it on. Yeah, I think it's interesting, you know, when you when you think about this concept of having to versus getting to, the having to feels like a sacrifice. The getting to feels like an opportunity. And there are certain sacrifices that one makes. And I wonder where the line is. Do, do you know where the line is, uh, Coach B? Do you have an idea of what, what that is, especially when you're thinking about athletics? Yeah, it's something, you know, it's funny you said the word sacrifice. Like I, I've said to my athletes before, is like, it's not sacrifices. When you say sacrifice, you think you're giving something up. I said, you're making a choice. Like you're choosing to do this right now. You're choosing to not drink during the season. You're, try, you're choosing to uh, you know, to stretch right now, you're choosing to focus on your nutrition right now. And I think the line in the sand is basically wherever, uh, whenever that person has that, that moment of enlightenment and they realize, you know what, like if I want to take the next step in my own personal growth, um, I need to do this, or I'm tired of being lower on the depth chart and I want to move up. And if there, I see an opportunity for me to improve, like I need to be able to take advantage of that. It's and you know, I've had conversations with, with athletes about this all the time. It's like, Oh, the, I'm not playing or the coach doesn't like me. Like, that's not the case. You know, like you're here because they recruited you to be here. You, it's not because they don't like you. It, and it's never about your character. It's always about what, your effort. Like I always tell like my staff, like, listen, we're, we're as a character, we always like you and we always love you, but it's about your effort. Your effort needs to improve. And that's a controllable. So I think the line in the sand comes down to when somebody realizes like it's, it's, it's their choices that they're willing to make to impact their career in my, in my, um, my setting and, and the perspectives that I deal with, or like in Katie's perspectives, it's like, how big do you want to grow your business? You know, or, you know, how wide of a, of a reach do you want to, do you want to cast or who do you want to be able to impact? You know, I think that's one of the big things that, that, that's brought me to to this team and to, into Web3 is I think I can try to, I think we all can. And collectively as a team, I think we can, we can, we can leave a lasting impact on a lot of people. So I think those are the types of things that I look at things. But um, I think everybody has to need to have their moment of enlightenment and, and have that trigger. And I don't know when that's going to be. For everybody, it's a little bit different. Somebody might get it in high school. Somebody might get it when they're 30. Some people might have it on their deathbed. Some people may never get it. But hopefully we can all share with a lot of people that, that they do have that power within them. Yeah. Powerful. You know, this, this morning I was on, um, another podcast. <laughs> I guess we only communicate via podcast these days, but I, I was, I was on another podcast and somebody was asking me what the sacrifices that I made were. And, and uh, in looking back, I, I thought to myself, well, Back then, when I was doing gymnastics and trying to go to the Olympics, uh, my, my main sacrifice was a social sacrifice and then a physical sacrifice. It felt like I was, I was sacrificing my friends and I was sacrificing my body. It was always hurting. There was always something that I was working on. But that's what I thought then. Now looking back, I realized that uh, my social life was actually at the gym. My teammates were my best friends. That was my community. And in addition to that, the uh, pains that I was having, 99.9% uh, .9 of them healed. So they, they, they all got better. And I have very few remnants from when I was a gymnast that are affecting me today. Thus, I never sacrificed anything. In other words, 
I, I started thinking about sacrifice this morning, and I purposefully asked this question to you right now because I realized that the word sacrifice is final. And, and, and process, effort, choice is infinite. And being able to live in that state of infinite adaptation, infinite progress is uh, the place where I think uh, you know, the best performers uh, come to be. And you, you don't know what that is until you put yourself in that position. I, you were mentioning Fanzo and his podcast. And uh, I know, Fanzo, you're counting the days. You're like, how many do I have? 97 left. How many do you have left, Fanzo? 80, 88, 88 days left. 88 days. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was 11 off um, <laughs> or whatever. Um, um, yeah, so y- you count these days, but at the same time, you know that what you started put you in a position of adaptation, rapid adaptation, where uh, now you're going to finish these 365 days and you're going to realize that that which you thought you sacrificed was actually not a sacrifice. It was an investment, and that investment was a choice, and now it's going to appreciate and value according to your capacity to move it forward. And I think this is just kind of leading me to a question, and this goes to, to all of you, is how do you know how to deploy the strengths that you're developing? Is that dependent on uh, your sport? Is it dependent on the context? Is it dependent what is it dependent on? What 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 is it that you need to develop to be able to deploy your strengths? And it's a, it's a complicated uh, question, but it's it's kind of like how do you take what you have and put it into play? Is there a strategy for that? Is there any? Is there a mindset for that? Yeah, I mean, I'll th- I mean, I'll throw in just from. A, I mean, I think there, you know, I appreciate that that like, that context, right? Where that sacrifice change, right? And I think part of it is the idea of like you know, it's self-awareness, but I also think it's a change. Like I love hearing, you know, coach, you were saying some things. And one of the things I like immediately went to was like, as a kid, I I played, you know, high level, you know, baseball. And I remember when I was, you know, I would strike out or I do something bad, you know, the coach would be like, you're, you know, it's in your head, like be smarter. But when I would do something good, he would be like, great job coming to practice. You've been working hard for it. And it was never like your mindset, not never, but very rarely was it like, your mindset was right. That's why you got that. Right. And I would say, you know, fast forward now to being in my forties and even like the podcast, right? Like I, I was convinced for 40 years of my life that consistency was not something that I was strong at, but I think what I needed to look at it and, and that kind of like fits into that realm of mindset was like, wait a second. Like if I'm able to approach this by saying like, I'm going to not only approach it for the impact I'm going to make, but like there hasn't been a day where I've been mad about recording a podcast, which is wild. But part of it is what you said, coach. It was like, I look at it and say, what if I don't record today and I miss the opportunity to impact just one person? And from that second, it's like done. It doesn't look like a sacrifice. I don't feel like I had to give up something. And in a way, like, I think that goes to that point, Carl, where I also recognize like in my forties <laughs> that what, where my, like, kind of like, I would say my superpowers lie. And I recognize, like, wait a second, like me stepping into this mindset allowed my superpowers to be at their best, which allows me to deliver what I believe is the most impactful piece. If you would have asked me 10 years ago, I don't believe I was self-aware enough or even at a place where I felt I could deploy that and deploy it in an impactful way at scale. So I think that to me is where I would go with that. But I love that question. And chiming in here on this too, I, I can't 
relate enough to what you just said, Brian, because I also came from sports. It, it, it is something where you, you have to have the right mindset. And I, I got to play, you know, collegiate softball for, for, you know, I got to play softball through college. That was awesome. And it was always kind of this, uh, I have to go do this. I have to go, you know, to practice again. Now I got to go sit in the, you know, the trainer's office. But all of those things helped make me better. It helped make me a better athlete and it allowed me to play for as long as I wanted to play. And I think that when we have that mindset in the, in the, in the, I get to do this instead of I, I got to do this, it changes everything. And it changes the way that you approach the, your teammates, the way it changes the way you approach your colleagues, uh, other people in your industry, the way that you network, you get to do this and you have the opportunity to, to make it what you want. You know, Brian, exactly like what you said, you, you have the opportunity to change somebody's life every single day with your podcast and with you, you know, taking the stage and, and speaking about NFTs, you have that opportunity. If you took the stage and you're like, all right, I got to say this whole thing again, it would, people would feel that energy. They wouldn't, they wouldn't want to jump in and try something new. And you have that opportunity. And when you, when you realize that what you have is something that you get to do and something that you, you got to do, I think that that really changes the way that you can approach life. I think we all have that opportunity. And I think that's, I think I was going to say, it's like, I think we all have that opportunity. And I know that's one of the things that, that helps me get out of bed every single day. And um, I get excited when um, somebody comes in the gym or a team comes in the gym, or I get to talk to a recruit or I get to talk to you guys. It's, it's an opportunity for me to, um, to be able to impact them. You know what I mean? And it gives them an opportunity to impact me. So I think it goes both ways. And um, I think it's one of those things. Like, I think you can learn from every single person that you interact with. You can learn how to do something or you can learn how not to do something. But if you have that, that approach or that self-awareness or that mindset, whatever you want to call it, I, I, like Fanzo says awareness all the time. So do I, like, I think it all comes down to being able to know yourself and being able to be true to yourself and understanding the skills uh, that you have and understanding if, can I help somebody else? And if I can help somebody else, maybe they're going to help somebody else and maybe they're going to help somebody else. And you know what? The core of our society can get better. And so I think that's one of the things that, you know, like Carl mentioned before, asked about before, I think that's one of the things like, like why I keep showing up and why I keep doing what I, what I'm doing and, and um, hopefully try to impact as many people as I can in, uh, in my lifetime. Yeah. yeah that's coach, awesome. The, I would just throw in real quick, Carl, on this. I think one of the things on that, right. Is the, you know, I hear a lot of people say, Brian, like, how do I, how do I show up on stage if there's four people in the audience or 4,000, right. And I've, it was a mindset shift and I got to give a shout out to Scott Stratton, world renowned, you know, marketing speaker. And he, he, he asked me one day, like, what are the things that I value? And he was, and I was like, well, I, I take pride in respecting people's time and honoring the time that they give me. And he was like, then every time you take the stage, you just remember that there's people, one person in that audience that is giving you something that no money can buy and they can't get back. And he's like, if you remember, and that, it is never phased me once to be like oh my goodness i gotta get up to it or or i can't believe i don't have this it's like that one person is sacrificing that and it also kind of ties back into like you know the piece that i mentioned before where like i, I mean i i want to i want an award in college and the award is kind of funny to think about now 
which I, the award was given by my teammates at the end of my senior year. And it was a big joke. They said, you know, the award was like this cup I played college hockey in. They said it was the worst player to ever be assistant captain on our team, Brian Fanzo. And that was how they awarded it. And I remember <laughs> that like very strongly because my junior year, when the, the team and the, the captains were, were picking the assistant captain, they picked me. And I was a third line, the left wing hockey player. Never really got beyond third line. I was a, a penalty killer and a third liner. But I was the first one ever in the school's history, actually even in our conference's history, to wear a letter not on the first two lines of the team. And at the time, it was like, well, hey, I know that, that people looked at me as a leader. I was a, you know, president of my fraternity. I kind of had that, like, that bravado piece of it. And I remember when I went and got this award and everyone was kind of, they were kind of making fun of me because they couldn't figure out how this third liner became the assistant captain. Like people were like, oh, you're the coach's, you know, coach's pet or whatever that may be. And the coach, I remember the coach stood up at our, our award dinner and he's like, hold on a second. You realize that his mindset was right every single time he took the ice and he knew where he needed to be and he knew where everyone else needed to be. And that letter represented the fact that that was valued. And I, re I mean, I remember that wholeheartedly being like, well, first of all, I was like, why coach did you tell me that two years earlier when I got the assistant captain? Because it would have helped me like defend against some of the, the, the haters. But I, I share that because it kind of connects into that, like both points of that, right? Where it's like, like, oh my goodness, I didn't realize the impact my mindset had on the team, even when I was rewarded for it. But then after he said it, I was like, I mean, I wore that as pride and I, I share it here, you know, all these years later, because to me it was like, you're right. Like I, I do feel like I was the smartest player on the ice because I learned quickly. I was not going to be the fastest. was not going to be, be the strongest or the best, but I realized, oh, wait a second, where does my superpower lie? I know the game better than everybody else. And I'm going to, to lean into that. And that's where like that self-awareness. And, and I think the reason I love the word awareness is because it also helped with my, my weaknesses. If I didn't know that my weakness was and like admit, like I wasn't going to be the fastest. I've never been the fastest in any sport I've ever done. Speed is not a fanzo trait, but like the idea of knowing that, owning that, and then recognizing the things I, the strengths I had, it allowed me to kind of tap into that mindset of peace. And, you know, now looking back on all these years, I kind of wish that, you know, like, you know, like I wish coaches were instilling that when I was young, but it's refreshing to know that's something now that is more embraced. Yeah, that's that's way cool. Uh, uh, best uh, trophy and award ever. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's crazy. <laughs> you know, uh, it reminded me of a T-shirt um, I inherited from my older brother. It was a it was an old like Stussy T-shirt. And on the back, it said uh, second place is the first loser. And uh, I was like. Okay, never take second, <laughs> but I, I'm wearing this uh, proudly or whatever. Um, I took second a lot, by the way. Uh, <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, I was I was thinking about um, uh, what Coach B was talking about, which is kind of knowing the reason for doing something. And uh, I, wor I work with a lot of athletes that are self-funded, and uh, a lot of them are uh, – Professional athletes, technically, they get paid some, but they don't make enough to be able to uh, live off of just their sport. Thus, they have to have some kind of uh, extra job. And uh, one of the things that we talk about all the time is uh, the idea that they don't have to do the job. They get to do the job in a way that it uh, serves them to be their main sponsor. Their, their main sponsor is their job. 
And although it may be uh, jobs that are not fun to do in comparison to that which they love and are passionate about, it allows them to deploy the energy into that which uh, is uh, providing a resource to do that which they're excited about. And I think just that, that simple shift in mindset is, is a big deal. And uh, something that I talk about all the time when it comes to mindset is thinking about mindset as a dial. Uh, you're, you're trying to dial in, you're trying to tune in to a certain frequency, and every little uh, click on that dial is a choice. And you're making a choice. I'm going to get up a little earlier. I'm going to cut down on uh, my my partying. I'm going to uh, work on my sleep uh, hygiene. I'm going to um, mobilize, stretch a little bit more. I'm going to do uh, more recovery work, whatever it may be. Th- those little clicks are choices. And uh, I always like to compare that to the, the 1 over 60 rule in navigation, which which states that for every one degree that you're off uh, course, after 60 miles traveled, you are one mile off course. And the same works in the inverse. Every click you're closer to being on course, the more precise you'll be. And this is something that is, is very important. So every little uh, decision that you're making is clicking you closer to being uh, on course for that which you're trying to accomplish. And it comes down to knowing why you are choosing, the reason for choosing that which you're doing, uh, which is always um, the the intention of amplifying or uh, in, in increasing your chances of, of producing the results that you seek. Carl, I love that dial analogy. And you know, it just brought me back to like, that's the role of coaches and that's the role uh, of us is to help our community, you know, stay on course, you know, and help our community um, in whatever, whatever is they want to aspire to be, whether it be improving their mental fitness or improving their physical fitness or improving their, their marketability or improving their web three knowledge, whatever it may be like that, that's our, that's our role for everybody that holds meta athletes to try to help them stay on course and and be just a little bit more precise within their decision-making process. Like I, I'm going to steal that analogy. I like that. Mm-hmm. One. That's cool. And, and and something to keep in mind is that a, a lot of times when you talk about mindset, and especially if you if you read like Carol Dweck, like uh, growth mindset versus fixed mindset, uh, you think that mindset is this like fluffy, beautiful thing that feels good, and, and it, it doesn't. It sucks. Okay, it, it, it's painful. It, you're going to suffer. Uh, you're going to be confused. Uh, and, and but you're gonna have glimmers, moments of like, oh yeah, this is exactly what I'm doing, and that's what produces the effortless effort, and that that's what makes the quote unquote pain feel good. It's kind of like you enjoy the process, no matter how how challenging it may be. <laughs> I just thought I would, uh, you know, add that in. I'm glad that you brought up the whole "if you ain't first, you're last" Talladega Nights quote there, Carl, too. Um, <laughs> but that, but it is true. So if you don't have the right mindset, you can end up, you know, that that one mile off off of that one degree can take you a whole mile off course. And I love that that kind of analogy because it might seem like such a small decision or such a small thing for you just to be like. Bah. I'm just going to go ahead and sleep in today, but then it just turns into tomorrow and then the next day. And before you know it, it's been two weeks since you worked out again. And it's that those little shifts that you can make. So for those that are listening right now, 
I'd like to hear all of your thoughts on how you how you make the shift from got to get. Does that make sense? So if you're thinking on something like, well, I I got to get up early tomorrow because otherwise I'm not going to go to the gym. How do you make that shift in your mindset and, and in your life? We'll start with you, Coach B. Yeah, that's um, that's a great question. And, you know, I'm going to give you um, the best situation right now where I think I'm really struggling with. And it's sometimes dealing with um, um, my kids when they complain. <laughs> you know, like it's it's a big thing that I deal with my wife and I are dealing with like incessantly about trying to um, get on them about teaching them how to be positive and teaching them how to be grateful. And it's like, I'm like, here we go. I got to do this again. I got to have this conversation when it's, you know, I have to step back sometimes. And I'm like, you know what? I get to teach them right now. And I get to, and they may not get it right now. I wish they did, but they're not. And I'm not going to stop. Because I know one day it's going to click for them and it's going to um, resonate with them and it's going to help them as they get older, as an adult too, um, to teach them gratitude and teach them to be grateful and teach them that, yeah, like you can't have everything. Like, like it just doesn't work that way. Um, and that whatever it is that you do have, like be thankful for it because there's a lot of other people in the world that don't have what you have or don't get what you get. So just choose to focus on what it is that you do. But I'd be lying to you to tell you that sometimes it's painful to have those conversations over and over and over and over again. But recently I've had to take steps back and I'm like, you know what? Like I'm able to do this. Like I have my voice. I'm able to um, be around them all the time. Um, I, I'm able to have the time with them to be able to impact them, hopefully, and be able to share a little bit of these insights with them that, I think if I do enough or we do enough, that's going to leave an impact as I get older. You know, coach, I'll, I'll throw in uh, the, uh, I mean, as a dad, it was funny as you were saying that I always say like, whenever I'm struggling in a little of those areas, like I go to the local playground and just watch all the other little hellions running around. And then it's like, Oh yeah, this is my greater good. And that I'm not allowed, like I'm working hard to have the opportunity. So my daughters aren't like those boys that are down the street. Right. It's like one of those, like, it's like a reminder because you get stuck in that and you're like, how do I, you know, get backwards a little bit. And it actually ties into my answer kind of like to what Katie said, or the question around like, how do I move? It's a, it's the thing. I mean, I've talked about this a lot. I don't think I've talked about it on this podcast, but I call it screenshot awesomeness. And, and really for me, it's like the, the, the get, you know, gets lost when I forget the impact I make or I disconnect it and make it about myself. And the way that works for me is I, I, I take either a picture of my phone or a screenshot on my computer and I put it into a folder on my desktop and it's called the portfolio of awesomeness. I made it up way back in like 2005 for my team because we had to prove ROI of our team. And I, we would never remember a boss would come to me and say, what did the team do? And I was like, we did 50 great things. All we remember is the bad things. And I was like, well, we need to start documenting. Then we started screenshotting them. But for me, like on this podcast, I tell people the, the reason I've made it 283 days is just as much the feedback that I have gotten along the way. And it's not, I don't get feedback every day, but I have that folder. And if I'm like, man, I can't believe I have to do a podcast. I click on that folder and one of those screenshots up and someone's saying, Brian, you're giving me an opportunity to add inclusivity into my industry. Holy hell, like that's it. Like, wait, I get to 
I get that opportunity. So like that portfolio, like on my folder, and I've been doing it now. I mean, it's kind of crazy. I've been doing it now 17 years of having this folder of screenshots after screenshots after screenshots. And I mean, I think one day it'll end up being like a, a table side book for my kids just to say like, girls, like these are all the things and like all that feedback. But I mean, I would challenge everyone to kind of find ways to remind yourself in whatever way works for you of the impact you do make. And just remember that like, that's the place you go. And it's funny, like sometimes when I'm like going to record the podcast, I'll stop <laughs> if I don't think I'm in the right mindset. I will go and, and go open that folder, like literally just open it to read it and go, okay, now you're back in the right spot, Brian. Like now you kind of lean in. So that would be, that would be what I would throw in and it works like wonders for me. Nice. Um, you know, I was, I was listening to you and I realized that mine is very simple. It's as soon as I catch myself complaining, I just flip it over and I say, well, uh, I'm choosing to do this to some degree. I can always choose to do something else. Thus, I, I get to do this. So that's that's uh, that's my answer, short and sweet. And sometimes it, it can be short and sweet, like of, yes, I get to I get to do something I, that again, I, I can't tell you how many times I'm like, oh, gosh, I have to go do. And then if you just make those simple shifts of the way you're approaching something, it doesn't make it quite so tedious with having to, I have to go pick up my kids from school. Well, actually, no, I get to go do that because I decided to start my own business and work the hours that I want. I mean, so it's just changing simple, simple verbs <laughs> and, and simple words that can make a huge difference in your mindset on a day-to-day -day basis. I want to get one final tidbit from, from each of you on today's episode before we wrap things up on this whole evolution of mindset for you as an adult because we talked about you know Brian you as as an athlete growing up having you know you had the right mindset you even though you were on the third line you had that right mindset how have you been able to transfer that into being an adult with your with your day-to-day -day life so that you can continue to level up your business your life uh, continue you know winning in life well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I would say just from you know my standpoint, you know, a lot of it comes down to you know like owning the fact that nobody is perfect, right? And recognizing, like, for me as someone that is neurodiverse, and you know, I struggle through ADHD and dyslexia for so much of my life, I couldn't figure out why my brain was broken and wouldn't let me do the things that everyone else did or the way that everyone else did it. Yet at the same time, I was always reminded that my success is linked to the fact that I do things my own damn way. And like, there was like a little bit of a disconnect and like, I knew that my success was that way, yet I was, I was seeking to still be the, the same as everyone else in, in so many ways. And one of the big things became like, just the fact that I was like, wait a second, like I, I can't, because I can find my own path, why don't I redesign things in my day-to-day -day life that set me up best for success? Like why am still in my, in my forties, thinking that if I don't get up before 7am, I can never be a millionaire because I read some stupid blog post many years ago that said that was the only answer. And I was like, wait a second. Like, I know my brain is different. I recognize it. And so like in the weirdest of ways, I've said this a lot, you know, I was diagnosed 10 years ago and it changed my life and it changed my life because it gave me permission to be okay being different because my brain was different. So I would just say for all the listeners, I'm, if you haven't got that permission yet, I'm giving you permission to recognize that we all do things differently. We all walk through life differently. We're all set up for success differently. And when you can own that, I think it allows you to step in to a mindset that really can you know, hopefully put you in the place to continue to grow. But I love the caveat that Carl threw in earlier. 
being more self-aware does not make life easier. I think that's just a, a caveat that must be put out there because when all of a sudden I started recognizing all these things and I was like, oh, I got all these things to work on and I have all these new things that, are, that I haven't dealt with my entire life and all of a sudden now I'm dealing with them. But the beauty of it is that when you continue to grow, continue to be you know, curious, there is like an element of your, your mindset being something that becomes your, your advantage in, in some places where I don't think that would have ever been in the case before. So yeah, that would be where I, I take it. I, I just, I love, I love owning the fact that like my brain is beautifully different and I am perfectly okay with that. Yeah. Well said fans. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah. I think awareness is the biggest, biggest one is becoming self-aware, noticing what you need and then uh, taking care of it. And sometimes that looks like self-care. It takes uh, maybe uh, taking a break, uh, maybe getting a therapist, having a coach, advisors. There's so much information that's out there readily, readily accessible um, that if you're not taking it, take advantage of those opportunities, you're really not going to get better. And for me, I'm in the position where I can impact um, other parents' children's lives and the athletes that I'm able to work with, but also even my own children's lives. And so um, I take that seriously and, and I, I need to level myself up if I'm going to ever be able to help them. And with that, I think that is the perfect ending for this week's episode of Meta Athletes, The Playbook. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, and be sure to tune in every single week as we keep taking you through this whole journey of leveling up your business, your mindset, your life so that you can win in life.